It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the BNS in 20... No, no, that's not what it's called anymore. Nope. Fail. That's the first time we frigged it up. I know. I frigged the date up already, and now I've frigged up the name of the podcast. Beckler and Shauna. Thank you. Yeah. You're facing a bit of a a dilemma right now, Shauna. A financial and personal dilemma. Yeah, I'm super torn on if I want to sell my condo or not. Uh, A little bit of a backstory. Um, I bought it, I think, five years ago now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And unfortunately, I've been subject to a whole bunch of special assessments, which we've talked about on the air. Yeah, Um, you've been nailed. Tens of thousands of dollars. Tens of thousands of dollars. Um, And then now, of course, uh, with uh, I have to renew my my mortgage. So my Mm -hmm. mortgage is now going up by four hundred dollars a month because of you know interest rates. Um, My condo condo fees have jumped by two hundred fifty bucks a month. So it's getting to the point where I'm like, it's so expensive to to run this condo, and it's just me that I I think I should get out. The other shitty thing is that the condo has lost value since you purchased it. It has. Yeah, so I'm going to lose a good chunk of money. Uh, I won't owe the bank, which at one point I was like, basically, if I don't owe the bank, I want to get out now. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to lose my down payment on it for sure. Um, and then, of course, rent is going up. So now as I've looked to renting, I've started to kind of do the calculations and go, well, is it actually worth it to sell and then go to renting? Like, I think I can save a bit of money, but then I'm going to lose my condo and eventually maybe I can get some of the money back that I've... And your, your biggest concern, you said, is that there might be another special assessment lurking. It's my biggest fear. Yeah. That is a really tough position to be in because you've sunk a bunch of money into this, what's supposed to be an investment. Yeah. And if you cash out now, it won't have been an investment at all. No. No, I think the money that I've put into the condo, uh, I, I've lost in special assessments. So mm-hmm. I basically put nothing into it. And if I sell it right now, I'll lose my down payment too. So... So what do you do? What do you do? How much would you be saving per month if you did move out? Well, it depends on how expensive, how much I want to spend on rent. Right. Like the places I was looking at, I mean, I could... Because rent is going up in this city. It's it not, is. It's not cheap anymore. No, and I still want to live downtown because, again, I'm by myself. I don't want to go out of downtown, so that's the big thing. And, of course, yeah, renting downtown is about 2000 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I could save myself if I, you know, go to a smaller place and and look for something more modest to rent, I could maybe save $1,000 a month. Okay. Of course, half of that, at least, I'd want to put away into the equity. I was kind of trying to do the calculations of how much money I've been putting away per year mm-hmm. in equity with the condo, and if I put, you know, five, 600 bucks, then that's probably about the same. So you'd be moving for essentially an extra $500 then yeah. in your pocket every yeah. month. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. And I mean, moving has a cost, right? Yep. Um... I know. Uh, you're in a really tough spot because I mean, it's never bad to own property, right? It's it, given enough time, it will be a good investment. But what happens between now and then? Do you miss out on things you want to do because of how much it's costing you? Do you yeah. get hit with another special assessment that makes it all not worth it? And like, I just, I don't know. With condos like this, and if you keep getting special assessments, is it worth it to own a condo? Like, a house is a bit different. A mm-hmm. condo, I always wonder, because with the condo fees and everything that I'm putting into this, like, it's it's a bit crazy. Yeah, so that's a really know. tough spot to be in. Yeah. I don't envy you having to make that decision. Mm-mm. Um, I mean, the, yeah. The safe bet would probably be to go back to renting, because then at least I know, I'm, I know what I'm giving every month. 
I'd have to make sure that I do put that money away, though, right? Rent, I mean, renting is the safe bet. People are Right now, people are so mad at landlords and people who own multiple properties, you know, in yeah. some cases for revenue. We own a second property up in Edmonton. We just break even on it. In fact, I think we're losing 100 bucks a month on that place, so it actually costs us to have it. But it's an investment long-term, right? Yep. Um, but I think that ignores that there is... Not to, maybe not security is the wrong word, but there's a lot of freedom in renting, yeah. and some people aren't in a position to purchase or don't want to be don't want to purchase. And a lot of people just don't want to purchase now. Yeah. They are in the position to, but there's a lot of people who are arguing for rent now. And again, it's just because you give a, it's a set amount every every month that you give away. If you can put the other stuff in equity, then you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. unexpected stuff that comes with owning. Like. I don't know. Yeah. Then you are at the whim of the landlord, of the property owner, whether they want to jack up rent on you, whether they want to sell the place and, and kick you out, part, and, yeah. which also sucks. So, I mean, no situation is perfect. No. But it maybe it depends on what fits you best. Yeah. Well, good luck to you. Thank you. That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, this is a long podcast already, so why don't we just launch right into it after your out-of-context clip of the show? You can't wear those pants anymore. <laughs> Do you have to, like, earn these pants? Yes. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Have we talked about the goat of snow sliders yet? I'm saying snow sliders because I was going to say toboggans, but there's but that's a, one of them, right? There's a lot of vessels that you can use to get yeah. down a hill. Oh, we haven't talked about that, and that is great. It is a huge one. It's a good topic. Especially in Canada. Like, this is a very important thing, and we do this from when we're very young to now. And I was like, what would you say is the greatest thing to go down a snowy hill on? There's one that pops into my mind right away, but I could probably be talked out of it with a convincing argument. Okay, what's that? Well, I was thinking GT Snow Racer. It's just the superior way to get down a hill, I think. But I they're also expensive. Yes. They're heavy uh-huh. to pull back up. Yes. You know? There's the classic wooden toboggan, of course, which is, you know, that's just what everybody envisions when they think of going down a hill, I think, is the the wooden toboggan, that old school one. But again, super heavy. Super heavy. Can't steer. No. I think that's pure nostalgia. And that thing is expensive as hell. Death machine. Yeah, it's solid it's wood. Nostalgia now. It's, yeah. It is pretty cool to go down the hill on a classic wooden toboggan with the curve yeah. at the end. But but no, you're right. You I can't think steer was, on that thing at all either. And I think the old people that rode that was due to lack of options. Yeah. So you're probably right. I mean, it is the OG. Yeah. And you can steer it. If we're talking accessibility, what about a crazy carpet? Well, this is it, right? They're like crazy- five bucks. Yep. You can roll it up, if put that. it in your backpack. Super easy to take up and down. Everybody can afford one. I always maintain that you need a crazy carpet in your back of your trunk. Always. Mm. It's an emergency <laughs> vehicle as well. It can be used in many things. You, it's, With it's, your it's, shovel and candles. Yes. And- <laughs> a crazy carpet. Seriously. I have one in the back. I've had one forever and it's good. You need that in your emergency kit. So okay. maybe the crazy carpet. Crazy carpet's pretty Most good. accessible. Would you count skis? Do skis count? I think that's, that's kind a of a different thing if you ask cheating. me. Cheating. Yeah. And there's so much yeah. involved with skis. Like you need the boots and everything else. So forget that. How do you feel about the saucer? Oh. How do you feel about saucing yourself down a hill? Man. I used to have a saucer. We would catapult ourselves down that thing too. Have you ridden one as an adult? No. Straight back problems. Terrifying? Yeah. Okay. And especially because I. You know, I have a hard time sitting crisscross applesauce now. Right. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Due to tightness in the hips. You can't fold. Oh. Have you and ever been able straight. to actually crisscross applesauce yourself? Or? When I was little. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's but, good. But uh, as an adult, that's yeah, just straight back problems. Yeah, that but thing. again, are we talking adults here or talking kids? Like, that's mm, your fault. You've, that's true. You just do a little yeah. more yoga. Okay. Probably couldn't do a crazy carpet on my knees anymore either. No. But 
That's all we did when we were little. Make a mission to crisscross applesauce as an adult. That's what you need to go and do. I don't know if we've settled on a goat yet, but I'd like to make three honorable mentions for the most Terry sliding devices. We're talking a garbage bag here? because Well, I didn't have that one. Let's well, add that too. Let's add honorable that one mention. in the mix, yep. I was going to say shovel. You ever seen someone ride down on a shovel? That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's true. One of those scoop shovels? Yep. Um, the second would be a dirty old piece of cardboard. Yes. Sometimes you see that. Yes. That's really, especially if it's like a beer box or something. Yeah, that's why the garbage bag works a little better, right? Yeah. It slides a bit better than the cardboard itself. And the most hairy thing I've ever seen is the hood of a car. Oh my God. You can, you can, You've you seen can get a somebody bunch go of, down on the hood of your. Online. You can get a bunch of kids on the hood of a car. Okay. And it acts like a big saucer, basically. What redneck then, <laughs> TikTok channel are you watching people go down the hood of a car with all their kids? So that's the goat of Terry ways to get down it. All the different women. Here, yeah. here kids, all get on the car. and Shauna podcast. My brother works in a hospital, and he gave me a pair of his scrub pants that he bought because they don't. He bought them; they don't fit. His big ass didn't fit into them. Um, he has a very large athletic steak ass, so he's yeah, a makes yeah, he's sense. big weightlifter. He's thick dude. Totally. Um, but they're made by. A, you probably didn't even know Shauna. They're made by a company called Figs, and they're just about the most comfortable pants I've ever worn. And they don't look like, you wouldn't even know they're scrubs. They look just like joggers. Oh, that's sweet. Um, it's so funny. Scrubs the, have come a long way, clearly. They have. Um, but it's funny. I wear them all the time. They Inside, I'm not going to take my pants off and show you, but Please inside, it's, it's got this tag that says, just saving lives, no big deal. And the irony of wearing, those, wearing these pants... While hosting Pepper. our show is just too much. You, it's too much, isn't you, it? You can't wear those pants anymore. <laughs> Do you have to like earn these pants? Yes. It's like my a friend of mine who works he at a fire department. He gave me one of his shirts, his fire shirts. Uh, but he was like, "Don't kind of wear it out because it's a like people will think that you're actually part of the fire department, and then you'll like connect with them." And I was like, yeah. "I would I would never be able to wear that out because I'm not part. Like you can't do that. You have to earn that shirt. You I know, learned that the you hard need to way. Earn those pants." At a station I worked at, they gave us a shirt from uh, Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry, and yeah. I wore it to the gym, and someone was like, were you uh, a prickly? And I was like, no. And I was like, I probably shouldn't wear this shirt yeah. anymore, should I? No, you can't. You have so, to earn it. Those <laughs> pants, you cannot. You can't wear these pants. Like I said, they don't look like scrubs, though. Look at them. They just look like joggers. Yeah. The running joke in radio with our boss is that when something screws up, he goes, don't worry, we're not saving lives. Right. That's the big thing about radio. We're doing the complete opposite. So, According yeah. to my pants, I am saving oh, lives. God. I put on my life-saving pants, and I come in here, and then you and I discuss what the best sledding implement is. Yes. The like, best toboggan. Last week, I was on a trip with a bunch of doctors and surgeons who truly do save lives, and then there's me there. I was just like, no, I, I do the opposite I should have lent you like, my you pants. Literally, no. You could have been like, me too. Oh, my God. Can my pants that? sit, Can so. you imagine? <laughs> The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Cassandra sent us a small town news story, which is just phenomenal. <laughs> oh, I saw this message, too. This oh is so God. good. This is what this, this segment is all about. Absolutely. She said she was listening to the radio in Yorkton when uh, the, the newscaster actually said this on the radio. Okay. Cynthia's Jones and Mandy's buses aren't running today. <laughs> So instead of, you know, a generic bus route or this school board has decided to show, it was the actual first names of the people of the women who, who were drive driving buses. the buses. And of course, everybody who was listening would know who Cynthia's... Uh, my kid's on Jones' bus. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Cynthia's bus not running today. So that is... That is, like that is small town news. Quintessential oh, small town news. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. Small town news with Beckler and Shauna.
Due to the inclement weather, Cynthia's Jones and Mandy's buses are not running today. Norm's bus is still operating, however, as he was heard saying, Frigate, I'm on my way, and Jerry rigged a plow to the front. Vandals have struck the community center once again. A bottle was found smashed behind the building, and the rear wall was spray-painted with two F-words and one S-H-word. The annual tractor pull is changing venues. Its new location will be three trees past the O'Brien's barn after you make a left at Terry's Hunting Shack. Terry's asking anyone who wants to place bets on the pull to stop by before Friday. He's also graciously donating a fresh buck as a prize for the winner. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. This is friggin' hilarious, Shauna. So most organizations these days are doing indigenous land acknowledgements, right? Yeah, yeah. And people both indigenous or not have opinions on them. That's fine. But I think we can unite in agreement that this one is terrible. So a friend posted this tweet, and the tweet was asking, what's the worst land acknowledgement you've seen? Yeah. And this was a screenshot for uh, the website for, the Va- for Vancouver Island University. Okay. And I'll just read what it says here to you. Vancouver Island University acknowledges that we are located on the traditional and unceded territory of the Stuni Muxaw people, and we thank them for allowing us to live, laugh, love, and learn here. <laughs> No. They put live, laugh, love in the land acknowledgement. In the land acknowledgement. Thank you for allowing us to live, laugh, love, and learn here. Who wrote that? What hippie, okay, decided that this is what What they need to shoehorn into the land acknowledgement. (laughs) Holy bananas. Most people just say we acknowledge that we are located on the traditional territories of, you know, so-and-so-and-so. As opposed to live, to live, laugh, love, No, no, I've got learn. it, guys. you got to live, laugh, love. you got to put that. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Well, Canada's first peoples did a lot of living, laughing, loving, and learning on the land here, so. Did they have that in barnyard wood <laughs> back then, too? Was that just a post on the trees, or? Oh, man. Oh, wow. Setting up camp somewhere and putting up the live, laugh, love. They were yep. carving it is what they did. Oh, it's my God. L, 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 L. So the funniest thing is the university must have realized that they were taking flack for this because they quietly tried to edit it, but people had already screenshotted it, and it's it's on the it's like the Wayback Machine on the internet and everything. They're about to travel to their late. next camp. They're like, did anybody, <laughs> did anyone bring the live, laugh, love signs? Because you got to put those up and make it look like home. The and Shauna Podcast. This is pretty quick, but we got a really nice email from friend of the show, Lance. And I will just read to you what Lance said. Good morning, Andrew and Shauna. Use my my first name. Andrew. Usual. Very official. I wanted to thank you for your bit this morning on land acknowledgements, a welcome moment of humor and brevity on what has become an unnecessarily touchy subject. As a card-carrying Indigenous Canadian who has two children who have fully embraced their ancestry, I've been witness to a sweeping change in attitudes regarding land rights, treaties, residential schools, etc. Over the holidays, this topic came up in my my mother, who is an elder in her community, had a great take. Whether you agree or are against land acknowledgements, what is important is that we are now able to have these conversations in an open and public forum. That's not always been the case, especially considering she attended a residential school in her youth. Our historical record is not one to be proud of and seems to get worse with each passing discovery. Reparations, reconciliation, heavy concepts. Maybe we should start with some understanding and awareness. This conversation needs to continue and evolve. Thank you for doing your part to help normalize these issues. Live, laugh, love, Lance. <laughs> so I, awesome. I, I really appreciated yeah. that message from Lance because I think you and I both agree that it's it's possible to joke about heavy topics, 
while still understanding their importance. Yes. And while not like diminishing the, the seriousness of it, it's just that humor is the way that some people approach these things, right? Definitely. Uh, and But it is walking a fine line, and every time we do that, people will definitely take it the wrong way or hear yeah. what they want of it and not understand that that's what we're doing. But that is important, right, is to approach serious topics but doing it in a way that people can relate as well it's kind of an important way to do it absolutely like lance said it normalizes the conversation yeah. and i don't i think it i think it brings us all closer together in my opinion so agreed um Thanks, thank you lance. lance i signed my email back to him beckler living loving laughing on treaty seven and learning <laughs> don't forget learning <laughs> and learning on treaty seven land <laughs> you know where else you can live laugh love and that's in a new pair at home from shane holmes you can stencil it right on the wall. It'll be your place. You can do whatever the hell you want in there. Mm. Uh, starting from the 490s, these 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit ShaneHomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Are there any all-you-can-eat deals that are actually worth it? Every time I see an all-you-can-eat, I'm like, I don't think I'd ever make it worth my money to go to that. Like, you do the math in your head? Yeah. Like, this is the price of the meal. How much would I have to eat to pay it off? Yeah. Like, a friend recently was telling me he went to a, an all-you-can-eat chicken wing place, and it was $35 for all-you-can-eat wings. And I was just like, okay, if we're talking about wings on special, it's like $3 a pound. That is like 11 pounds of wings to make that <laughs> worth it if it's on special. No chance in hell. This doesn't sound like such a hot deal, That's, hey? It's not a hot deal. I get it. Okay, wings full price now. Like, they can be $16, $17 on a menu. Mm. But even when I see that, I'm like, hell no. Again, when you know that if you come the day before for Wing Wednesday, it's going to be $3 a pound, I really struggle to be like, $18 for a pound of wings? No. You'd need to be a big eater to make some of these count. Yeah. When you were away, I had my friend John on the show. John is a former professional offensive lineman. Yep. And he's a big, big dude. And he was talking about the meals they would have before their games. And it was insane. So yeah. a guy like that could walk into a place okay, maybe. and get his money's worth. And they see him coming and they're like, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. they're like, okay, well, we're not making money today. <laughs> anyway, when I was in university, the one that I found worth it, we went to the, the Golden Griddle Buffet. I think it was like 20 bucks for the all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. What kind of food? Uh, it was just everything. Like, it was all breakfast, but like, yeah, the, anything that you could possibly have for breakfast. It also had, you know, the fruits and the yogurts and mm. the, the pastries and everything else. So we would go there and I would load up on fruit because I couldn't afford fruit at the time. So I would eat as much fruit as I could and then eat as much as I possibly could to take me through the rest of the day. And then I'd stuff the pastries in my pocket for later. <laughs> and in doing it that way, I think I got my money's worth. I know you're a big Vegas fan. Yes. And buffets are huge there. Some people go specifically for the buffets, right? Is Do you remember the one time we were waiting in line and I told you the two people behind me, they only went for the buffet world pass? Right. They got that pass. They they got the, they, all they were talking about was, okay, we got to go straight away and get the world unlimited buffet pass. And it was all you can eat, all you can eat buffets. <laughs> Did you gamble? Did you see any shows? No, no. Nope. We Eden tour. Straight Eden. Eden. That's it. Eaten. We had as many buffets as we could in a day. <laughs> Eating and punishing toilets. Oh, man. So those are those good deals? Uh, the Vegas buffets, or is it the same thing where you have to eat a ton to make thing. it count? I mean, honestly, who can eat more than one buffet in a day? Those guys, obviously. <laughs> but again, do you think that, speaking of the toilets, do you think their plumbing system is more robust? Well, because I, I feel like it would need to be, honestly. You know what was a really good deal was the Pizza Hut buffet. Uh, because... I mean, if you just get a Pizza Hut pizza, it's pretty expensive to just buy one pizza. That's I mean, they true. have deals and stuff. That's the way to do it. You're right. But the buffet was like 
11, 12 bucks, maybe 13 by the end. Those and were the you days. could really tee off on that buffet. Yeah. For, you know, 12 bucks plus bottomless pop. Yep. Yeah, there would be the odd time that I would try and stuff a slice in my pocket as well when I was growing up. It's fine. It's just a little pocket hey, piece. We've this all is, been there. This is where we've pizza pockets there. came from, okay? The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Are you familiar with chatbots, Shauna? I've heard the term, but yeah. to be honest, not really. I didn't know much about this. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and uh, the host was playing around with one of these chatbots. But it's essentially a software program that tries to mimic human language, human writing. Okay. And it's like it's all it's all AI. The big one right now is called Chatbot GPT, and it just passed an MBA exam. Holy! The AI crap. did. That's spooky. Uh, and there are like free versions of this you can play around with online. I tried last night, but it seems like there's so much interest in it right now that the websites are all bogged down. You can't really get on oh, it. Okay, yeah. And Google is about to unveil their chatbot. I guess they issued what they call a code red back in December that they were going to like get beat to the punch on this because. Hmm. This big one, Chatbot GPT, I think it's GPT three or three point five, is just like crushing it. Like it's it's so much further ahead of all the other ones, and Google's afraid they're going to lose ground on that. Huh? Um, what, like, what is it beneficial for? Like, well, I think there's a bunch of different applications for it. Like, you know, writing MBA exams clearly, that, but like customer service roles. Okay, um, yeah, that makes sense. Even in the search engine function, it, it sounds like when you ask Google a question rather than just getting links there may be like an actual response tailored to you from this chat bot. Okay. Wow. So, um, it's this, this podcast host yesterday, he thought that it was, it, it, it's, this is the start of the end for jobs like ours because he was like, he was asking the, the chat bot to talk like Joe Rogan or to talk like Donald Trump. And what it spit out was very convincing. Wow. Like, yeah. And then if you consider that there are like AI voices, like I didn't know this, but apparently some of the commercials that are on TV, the ones where it seems like the voice is maybe a little off, some of those are AI voices. I did not know that either. Yeah. Because you ever watch oh. one where it's just like, you know, some, some I don't know, skincare, some woman's smiling and she's talking, like there's a voice talking about it. Yeah. And the voice just seems a little, uh, a little off. Sometimes mm. those are AI voices. So those are getting good. So, I mean, if there's a software program that could entertain you, that, you know, algorithmically would know exactly what you're interested in, what you're most likely to be engaged in, and it can sound like us and it doesn't cost anything and it doesn't take vacation days, and it doesn't get sick, and it doesn't complain, mm. and it never offends anybody because algorithmically it knows what's not offensive. Like, are we going to be out of a job soon? Well, I don't think soon, but maybe down, down, <laughs> down the, <line>. the road. <laughs> like, this is what's going to replace us. How do, okay, how do we how do we ruin the chatbots? How do we know. light them on fire and get rid of them so that we can still have a job? The Simpsons predicted this back in 1994 with the DJ 3000, <laughs> this machine in the studio. Those looks like those clowns in Congress did it again. Oh my and it's coming for us, Sean. Wow. It's coming. Yeah. This like somebody has to input all the information about you, right? Like you still need some human. That's the thing. It learns on its own. Oh my God. Because it's like, it's connected to the internet. So it has all of human knowledge. It, you know, just think about even how much, how many hours of our podcast are out there. If one of these programs could study it, sound like us, talk like us, yeah, you wouldn't need us anymore. Okay, well, and there are depressing. lots of jobs that are like that. Lots and lots of jobs, yeah. and it would like never be wrong either, no. because it has all of human knowledge programmed into it. We don't. We're wrong all the time. 
the boss is listening. Can you stop <laughs> scribbling notes upstairs the boss to fire us? <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Nadia sent us some stellar white girl sayings. All right, uh, these are on t-shirts, and they are doozies. Also, t-shirts uh, below tea towels and wine glasses, but up there for white girl sayings and what you could mm-hmm. display them on as mm-hmm. vessels of them. Uh, so I'm just going to jump into these here. First one. We are the granddaughters of the witches you weren't able to burn. I've heard that one before. Okay, yeah, so that's, that's it's that's strong. There's a lot to that. Yeah. Uh, the next one. She had the soul of a gypsy, the heart of a hippie, the spirit of a fairy. It's beautiful, beautiful. She's all three, all three of those are gorgeous. She's an old soul with young eyes, a vintage heart, and a beautiful mind. Wow. Right. These are good. Like, are people writing these about themselves? My God, I don't know. Odd thing to say about yourself. Very strange, yeah. Okay. Imperfection is beauty. Madness is genius. And it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. (laughs) These are so specific and so unbelievable. Like, so specific. And all of them need three. Like, it's like, okay, tell us three qualities about yourself. I was like, did everybody sit down around the... You know, first day of school, being like, tell us three things about you. <laughs> tell us three things you did in the summer. Well, I'm a, I got the heart of a gypsy and the soul of a fairy and yep. the mane of a lion. And- Dear God, go sit down and think about what you're saying, okay? So as a whole, Beckler. Wow. Yeah. Can I add one real quick? You go this first, is in front of the show, Mitch. Okay. Um, and where did he see this? Oh, this is on Instagram. He said, be so rooted in yourself that nobody's absence or presence can disturb your inner peace. Dear Lord. Which I think, I mean, the sentiment is quite yeah, nice, good, right? It's, it's like, be comfortable with yourself. Know who you are. Know what you got going on. Oh, okay. um, but How many loofahs out of 10 do you give that one? Let's start with Mitch's, and then we'll do the t-shirts as a collective. I kind of like Mitch's. I don't even know if it's totally white girl, so okay, I'm going to so, say six, but yeah. then the t-shirts, like, how, how many, many... How many discover your inner lion self-help books out of 10 are you going to give the t-shirts, Beckler? How many live, laugh, love learns in the indigenous land acknowledgement out of 10 does that one get? Those are like nine and a half, oh, Shauna. How many vegan dog <laughs> cupcakes out of 10? Amazing. 9.5. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. As you know, I've been drinking a lot more non-alcoholic beer lately. Yeah. Lower calories, healthier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and perhaps the biggest thing is that I find when I'm drinking non-alcoholic beer, I'm good with just one. You know, I have one and then I'm like, ah, oh, that's enough. Whereas like if with alcoholic beer, I want to just keep crushing them. Oh, okay. You know, I oh, just want to. Much, much healthier for you. You one, you want to keep up. And there's some great options. I mean, we've talked about Heineken 0.0. You could probably put that and the real Heineken in front of me. I don't know if I could tell you the difference. Which They're is so amazing. close. There's a bunch of other ones, too. I was thinking about this recently because a lot of people are doing dry January or mm-hmm. dry February this year. And I was thinking when I had my knee surgery and I couldn't drink for a while, I was I was drinking some non-alcoholic beer. And there's great ones. Like, there's craft beer from right yeah. here in Alberta, too, that's really good. Like, um, there's the one called One for the Road. Yes, there's Partake. And Partake. And then there's another one. Is it just called Craft, I think? It might be. Uh, and then I know Toolshed has... People skills. That's a non-alcoholic version of that too. Is there the disappointing thing about those is that they're still really expensive. They are really expensive. I wish they were a little cheaper. Like, Erdinger's oh. non-alcoholic also really good. Oh really? Does it taste like the actual Erdinger? Yeah, yeah it does. And then we were chatting about this with uh, a couple of our coworkers here. Budweiser Zero might be better than full alcohol Budweiser, which is crazy because it's full alcohol Budweiser is not a great beer, is it? No. I mean, no. lots of people. It's, it's good for what it's it is. Massive. Yeah. Lots of people love it. Totally. But yep. Um, the the zero is I think it's it's crisper. It's yeah. more refreshing. I think. I know. 
I know. Um, but anyway, I was having one. At, I was having a Budweiser Zero at supper the other night, and Bo asked for a taste, and I said, "Sure, like it's non-alcoholic, you can have yeah. it." Uh, he hated it, of course, of course. But I was like, "What if he didn't? <laughs> what if he loved it?" And he was like, "Can I have one?" It's a non-alcoholic beer. I mean, there's no booze in it. Yeah, there's no. I could give him one. It'd Some be of them weird, have a though. very little bit, so you'd have to do the ones that are truly zero point zero. But yeah, I mean, but even like point five percent is like nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> It would be weird, though, wouldn't it, to see a kid, like an eight-year-old, sitting there drinking a non-alcoholic beer? Totally. Especially if it's the one that looks like Budweiser. Yeah. Like, it's very similar to an alcoholic. <laughs> You're like, what? You'd be doing a double take all the time. It's kind of like you could, as far as I know, you could legally drive around and sip on a Budweiser Zero, which would also be kind of a strange thing to do, wouldn't it? There was a whole commercial still- selling you on that, right? Really? Where the guy got pulled over, and I forget which beer it was for, but he was lifted it up, and it was the non-alcoholic He's version. Like, I think ah. it was Heineken. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, continue on then. I mean, you can kind of take it anywhere, but I still feel like it'd be be a bit of a strange thing to do. Yeah, a bit of a strange thing to see a child do as well. (laughs) Sip it on a a non-alcoholic. I'll get a Bud Zero, please. There's a lot of great, like, mocktails that are offered up at different places now, too. Um, Like Proof, which is known as a really good cocktail bar. They have mocktails on the menu that are really, really good, right? That they've actually taken the time to design and make tasty, so you don't have to have booze in it. Well, and Matt Berry has his social media accounts where he makes his drinks. He does. His mixology accounts, and he's doing Dry January, so he's been featuring lots of different mocktails and stuff on but those also accounts. If, you know, like if you took your kid to Moxie's and then gave them a like a fake martini, you know, with non-alcohol and you just have this kid sipping on a martini glass, it would also look strange, right? Isn't that kind of the idea behind a Shirley Temple though? Yeah, it's true. I'd prefer it though if I was a kid to be in the full out martini glass. Yeah. I mean, that would be part of the excitement. And then a Popeye cigarette after the meal and exactly. <laughs> you're grown up. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We've talked before about how one of my best friends is a huge sports fan. Mm-hmm. He's the one who gets so stressed out that he actually will go home and watch the game by himself. Like at one point I was having a party and he had to leave the party to go home and watch the game because he was too stressed out to be around people. Anyway, he's uh, he's recently um, in between jobs right now. And I've noticed that he's started to do something that is a little bit concerning. He's going on Twitter and responding to all the sports accounts on, oh no. on Twitter. Oh, no. And I've never, ever seen... In fact, I didn't even know I was following him on Twitter. And then all of a sudden, every time I open Twitter, the first thing I see is like his responses to all these different accounts. And I'm like, oh, no. Yesterday, I counted. Within six hours, he responded to eight different sports accounts with with replies things. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. And sports Twitter is a dangerous hole oh. to go down. Like <sighs> Twitter itself is a jungle. It and is. then there are like the sub categories of Twitter, which are even more dangerous. Sports Twitter is one of them. Yeah. So I actually reached out to him yesterday and was just like, are you, are you okay? <laughs> like, I just wanted to touch base because I see that you're doing a lot on Twitter these days. What kind of responses? Like, is he having fun with it? Is he just a sports fan or is he like angry about stuff? Or He's he- adding his own critical um, analysis to what okay. these people were saying. Or sports, sports fans allowed to do that, but uh, yeah, um, I just, he's getting deep. He's like, it's just increasing every time I open, like more responses and more. And then there's uh, some critique of different things that people are saying who are uh, pro sports commentators. And I, I'm just a little bit concerned. Like, is, I, is he getting any interaction back? Not from, from what other I users? saw. Okay. Cause that's what I think when it'll get really dangerous. Okay. I know a guy, a friend of mine, he, uh, man, he seems like he spends all day just like trolling right wing Twitter. Oh boy. And some of it's funny and he gets like, 
hundreds of retweets and, and likes and stuff. And I think that just sort of like fuels it, you know? Oh, yeah, and I'm totally. like, and I think, you know, he gets that validation, but from the outside, if you're not part of that, if you're just looking at it, you're like, I don't know if this is good for you, man. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is what you want to be doing with your time. Well, he admitted, I said, do I need to stage an intervention is what I said to him. And he said, well, maybe I'll let you know. Like he's, <laughs> he's aware of it. Still? He's aware that he's okay. going down this rabbit hole. So at least, at least self-awareness is there. So if he starts getting a ton of interaction, then it'll, I'm going to keep an eye on it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know. Poor guy. I'm just a little concerned. <laughs> Got to get him a job. Yeah. Get him back working so he doesn't have time to be on Twitter. Yeah, take him out of that. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I have a request for you, Shauna. Yes, please. You were talking about the etymology of cocktail yesterday. Yes. Um, where does the term highball come from? A highball being like a mixed drink. Yes. Why do we call it a highball? There's no balls in it. There's nothing high about it. No, uh, although it's served in a high glass. It could be in a short glass, too. It's can't. true, but some people think that that maybe is why it's called highballs, because of the high glass. But one of the more likely explanations, or more popular ones, is comes from an old railroad signal. So on American railroads, if a ball was raised on the signal post, the train could pass through without stopping. And it was called a highball, and there was low ball as well. Um, but highballs were invented as a drink that could be made and consumed quickly. So people think that kind of like the train being able to keep going quickly through that that's why it got that name highball because it was just from the There's not a lot of mix in there, right? Nope, pretty simple. Just something you can you can put back in your gullet. You said something else just a moment ago that I wonder you said low ball. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's related at all to like a low ball offer because What's, and I you think know, it is. Is it? It comes from the old railroad crossing thing hmm. as well. Yeah. I had no idea. So there it's you to go. to do with railroads, hey? It does. And you were asking about um, where Mickey came from and some of the... Some of the liquor measurements. Yeah. Like where does the term schooner or sleeve or, you know, Mickey come from? Because I remember being in high school and hearing that Mickey was actually related to a derogatory term for Irish people. And there is a derogatory term related to Irish people, but uh, Mickey is a Canadian term. It's purely Canadian. We're the only ones who use that to oh. refer to that size. So it's actually not from that. People don't know where that term came from. Same with schooner. You look it up and people are like, we don't know. Schooner's a boat, isn't it? It is It is a boat, but there's no relation from the, the boat or the sailing term schooner to the schooner that we consume. So everybody's kind of like, I don't know. We as Canadians seem to have come up with these terms and then nobody really knows why. We're it could very well just a be little bit drunk. Or just like, a bunch of Terry's sitting around. Seriously. Like, ah, it's a schooner. And everyone's like, all right. I'm assuming <laughs> that somebody probably just mislabeled it. It was just like, what is that? I guess it's a schooner. And everyone's like, sure, sure. We'll, we'll go with that. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I guess a bunch of people were wishing Don Cherry a happy birthday on Twitter. Did you see this? I, okay, I saw something about this. So like, happy birthday, Don Cherry. Everybody trending her. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was wishing him happy birthday. And he was like, okay, but it's not actually my birthday. Did he weigh in? He did. He <laughs> responded. I was just like, no, that's wrong. My birthday is February 5th. Like, thank you for the birthday wishes. But somebody started it. And I guess nobody really verified. Everybody's just like, oh, happy birthday, Don. And it just kind of snowballed into. Well, that's very odd. It's very strange. I feel yeah. like you could do the same thing with like National Dog Day. Yeah. It's National Dog Day. And everyone's like, it is? Here's my dog. I know. But Don Cherry's birthday is an odd one. It's a very strange it? one, yeah. And then he had to step in and set the record straight. Yes. Oh, what's wrong with you people? 
My birthday's February 5th! You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.